What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Tuesday, November 30th. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I'm Josie Duffy Rice. And this is What a Day, where we're still supporting Matthew McConaughey in his race to be governor of acting. Yes, uh, he said that he's out of the Texas race, but we would still like to see him in the great big governor's mansion called Hollywood, California. Just signing laws that say lights, camera, action. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. On today's show, Jack Dorsey steps down as Twitter's CEO, plus the leftist presidential candidate in Honduras has the lead in early election results. But first, we have more on the latest on the Omicron variant of the coronavirus. Ever heard of it? No. Over the last 24 hours, world leaders and health officials had more to say about it, even as we wait for more scientific information to come out. Here's Dr. Tedros Adinam Gabriesis, the director general of the World Health Organization yesterday. We shouldn't need another wake-up call. We should all be wide awake to the threat of this virus. But Omicron's very emergence is another reminder that although many of us might think we're done with COVID-19, it's not done with us. That is not the best thing to hear. (laughs) Gideon, can you say a little bit more about what else the WHO had to say? Yeah, so they put out this so-called, quote-unquote, technical brief on Sunday, getting into the variant and what they know a little bit more. And they said in part that Omicron poses a, quote-unquote, very high global risk. Now, there's a lot more to it. The warning to member states was essentially that the many mutations that scientists had detected in the variant, quote, may confer immune escape potential and possibly transmissibility advantage in common English, that means it might be better at evading vaccines and natural immunity and might be better at being transmitted. But again, there are lots of ifs and mights here in the early days. They mentioned that much is still unknown at the moment to that point, namely some of the very questions that we were discussing with Dr. Abdul El-Sayed on yesterday's show. How easily does this spread? Is there actually vaccine evasion? Does it result in differences in illness? How do current treatments work against it? We're probably going to know a lot more about all of that in the next week or two. Yeah, so it seems like clarity is coming, but we don't have it quite yet. So given all of that uncertainty, Gideon, what did the WHO advise countries to do? Yeah, so for one thing, to amp up the surveillance and sequencing efforts, the very thing that allowed South Africa to identify Omicron in the first place and quickly alert the world. Additionally, to accelerate vaccination campaigns, particularly among vulnerable populations, The WHO also re-emphasized testing and tracing as a vital tool to track Omicron. And that's one that has kind of fallen by the wayside in some places where the pandemic had seemed like it was beginning to wind down. Mm -hmm. They also said that they were planning to issue more travel guidance in the days to come. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about what other travel restrictions have emerged in just the last day or so? It really is a lot. Um, To name just a few because they're changing pretty rapidly. Switzerland said that on Monday, all travelers who arrive from a country in which Omicron has been detected 
would need to quarantine for 10 days. Then Japan joined some of the more restrictive nations like Israel and Morocco in banning all foreign travelers. Australia delayed the reopening of its borders for two weeks to get a chance to study Omicron more in depth. And also, as we talked about yesterday, right, the policy of travel restrictions more broadly is becoming more controversial. It is. Um, Officials at WHO and some public health officials in South Africa continue to criticize these bans. The WHO specifically mentioned that they could have the unintended consequence of actually keeping countries from alerting other nations to discoveries they might make. Malawi's president went a step further, calling the bans, quote unquote, Afrophobia. Wow. Yes. So (laughs) this is a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of information. Let's circle back to the U.S., where cases of Omicron have not yet been identified, though Canada announced on Sunday that cases had been detected there. So President Biden made his first remarks about Omicron yesterday. What exactly did he say? He said, basically, don't panic. This variant is a cause for concern, not a cause for panic. We have the best vaccine in the world, the best medicines, the best scientists, and we're learning more every single day. Love to hear that. (laughs) Thanks, Biden. (laughs) Right. So he also emphasized that people should get fully vaccinated and that people 18 and older who were fully vaccinated before June 1st get a booster shot. And that's a little bit new, right, on the booster recommendation. So what does the CDC have to say about that? Yeah. So overall here, the CDC is strengthening its recommendations on boosters to say that all American adults, quote, should get one. That means if you are 18 and older and six months past full vaccination with Pfizer or Moderna, they're saying you should get a booster. And if you're two months past J&J, that is the recommendation as well. So they had previously said that certain categories of adults, quote unquote, may get one if they want. But this subtle change in language seems to reflect the growing concerns about Omicron. There's also reporting that Pfizer is going to seek authorization for a booster for 16 and 17-year-olds to expand the pool more. Okay, so that makes sense. So then what else did Biden have to say about it? A lot of the same stuff that we have been hearing throughout all this, you know, people should wear masks in indoor public settings. And here's what Biden had to say when asked about the possibility of mitigation efforts like lockdowns. Are lockdowns off the table? Are yes, for now. Pro- yes. Why, why is that? Well, because if people are vaccinated and wear their masks, there's no need for the lockdown. So Biden also said that the administration was working with vaccine manufacturers on the possibility of new shots that could be tailored to the variant. But given what is currently known, that might not be necessary. We're expecting to hear more on Thursday about a broader plan for the winter when Biden visits the National Institutes of Health. Well, the good news is if you tell people in America to wear their masks, they will do it. So Mm -hmm. I guess we're (laughs) out of the woods on that one. So let's go back to South Africa, where the Omicron variant was first identified. Can you tell us a little bit more about what we've learned there? Yeah, there's a, a lot of different pieces here. So for one thing, an epidemiologist in South Africa said on Monday that children under two years old represented a pretty significant chunk of new cases and hospitalizations, although there is some lack of clarity as to whether that is due to Omicron or or Delta, with the hope that scientists can get more info in the coming days. Also, the New York Times talked to some South African public health officials who said that there is still not enough information to answer some key questions that we've been bringing up about transmission and severity. Though there has been a considerable rise in hospitalizations in Pretoria over the past couple of weeks, even as it remains clear if that is from Omicron. They're kind of monitoring this as they go. So 
a lot to keep track of here and a lot more still to learn, of course. Yeah, thank you for that, Gideon. I feel like there's a lot that we're hearing. It's hard to sort through all the noise. And obviously, there are still a lot of questions, but this is helpful. Yes, I hope so. Uh, I certainly left with more questions for sure. Uh, So we're going to have our eyes on all of that. But that is the latest for now. We will be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. New evidence shows that CNN anchor Chris Cuomo used his powerful journalistic connections to gather information for his brother Andrew Cuomo's defense team behind the scenes. He is still employed. Yesterday, New York Attorney General Letitia James released several damning text messages between Chris and former Andrew Cuomo aide Melissa DeRosa. In their conversations, Chris insisted that he helped prepare the former New York governor's response when sexual harassment allegations first surfaced earlier this year. He 
still has his job. Uh, DeRosa also asked Chris to find out what journalist Ronan Farrow was planning to write about Andrew in a then unpublished piece. Chris Cuomo did not immediately respond to requests for comment, but CNN issued a statement yesterday regarding the documents saying, quote, we will be having conversations and seeking additional clarity about their significance as they relate to CNN over the next several days. I love that statement. It is so vague. <laughs> yep. So much assurance. Early polling results from the Honduras presidential election show leftist candidate Giomara Castro as the racist frontrunner with more than half of the vote. Polls closed Sunday night after Honduran showed up in record numbers with the highest voter turnout the republic has seen in decades. As of recording this, Castro has 53% of the votes compared to her opponent, Nasre Asfora, who lags behind with only 39%. The stakes are high in this election as the results will decide who will replace the current and deeply unpopular president, Juan Orlando Hernandez. For the past eight years, Hernandez has drawn heavy criticism from the public for his authoritarian policies and alleged drug trafficking. If elected, Castro will be the first woman president of the Republic of Honduras and the first candidate to be democratically elected on an openly socialist platform. We won't know the results for days, but according to the Associated Press, both parties have already claimed victory for their candidates. The best part about being a candidate is just claiming victory, you know? Yeah. You win if you participate, I suppose. That's true. Um, Everybody gets a participation <laughs> trophy. Yes. Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey is stepping down as the company's CEO effective immediately. And I have some personal news I would like to share. Uh, the 45-year-old known for his long beard, love of Bitcoin, and staunch opposition to eating a traditional number of meals per day made the surprise announcement yesterday morning. He posted a screenshot of his resignation to Twitter that said, quote, I've decided to leave Twitter because I believe the company is ready to move on from its founders. For the past few years, investors criticized Dorsey for not being focused enough on Twitter. He is also the CEO of another public company, the digital payment app Square. And Dorsey was nearly ousted last year by shareholders who wanted a new CEO. The social media company's chief technology officer, Purag Agrawal, will take over Dorsey's position, and Dorsey will remain on the board until his term expires next year. Twitter is in the midst of a revamp and recently launched a slew of products, including subscription-based newsletters and live audio. In what's being called the most British winter emergency of all time, 61 relative strangers got snowed into a pub for three days straight in the company <laughs> of an Oasis cover band. Amazing. It all began last Friday when the unsuspecting Britpop fans gathered in Yorkshire's Tanhill Inn to see No Oasis, love the name. <laughs> Before the show ended, three-foot-high piles of snow had blocked the exits and the roads outside weren't safe to travel, creating the conditions that would lead them to listen to live renditions of this song, for the next 72 hours. And after all, you're my wonder wall. Wow. I think I could do three days of that song. I think I'd be fine. I think I'd love it. I think so too. Yeah, I would, I would have a great time. In addition to being entertained by the band, the inn's general manager, Nicola Townsend, said people passed the time by watching Mamma Mia, singing karaoke, <laughs> and staying on their strong British brand by enjoying roast dinners. A snowplow had cleared out the pub's exits by yesterday morning, but people were emotional as they said goodbye. 
having formed strong bonds in their English ice prison. <laughs> Meanwhile, all of Britain could be trapped in their own homes without liquor this Christmas. The country's Wine and Spirit Trade Association warned that there aren't enough drivers to meet the demand of alcohol deliveries in the UK, which could lead to a shortage on black and tans, gin and tonics, and the popular British cocktail called the Queen's Medicine. <laughs> so heads up to our mates across the pond. Dry January could be coming early this year. Hearing reports that Liam Gallagher responded to both stories by saying, fuck, that is bollocks. <laughs> uh, that's a great joke. I'm thank you. Thank you very, very much. And those are the headlines. One more thing before we go. Do you have strong opinions about what a day to go with that strong cup of coffee in your hand? Well, now is your chance to let us know. They better be nice. Leave us a review and tell us what you want to hear. We really appreciate the feedback and can't wait to read what you submit. Five stars, please. It's only fair. Only fair. Or six. Give us six stars if you can. If you can. That is all for today. And if you're into reading and not just instructions for how to make a queen's medicine like me, What A Day is also a <laughs> nightly newsletter. So check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and do, do a, a US, US tour. tour. Noasis. I wonder if Noasis means that Noel is somehow involved. <gasps> what if Noel started his own Oasis cover band? <laughs> What if? That's my mind blowing up, folks. Truly. Shattered. Incredible. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me, Gideon Resnick. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. Here's to the paper pushers, the rush hour warriors, and the gotta get awayers. Trade the daily grind for a place to unwind, where you can rise with the tide and roll down the boardwalk, where you can eat french fries for lunch and ice cream for dinner, where your only commute is your walk to the beach, where every day feels like Saturday. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com.